Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Welcome, everyone, to The Good Good Life. I am your host, Jan Jones, and I am so excited that you are choosing to spend this time with me on this Good Friday for the good, good life. Now, you know I want to hear it loud and proud. Take a deep breath. Close out the rest of the world while you are with me and say it like you mean it. I am awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic. Oh, I am very, very excited. I know I say that every week because I genuinely am very excited. Um, And no one knows that better than my guest today. I am going to introduce you in just a moment to my amazing guest. But I wanted to let you know that this week, As I was thinking about this amazing Holy Week that we are all reflecting on, and I started really having it pour over my spirit, this word and this concept of gratitude. And I started really thinking about how grateful I am that God sent his son on the rescue mission that he sent him to cover us in grace and mercy and love and forgiveness and to restore our souls. So it really made me think about a lot of times in life, we feel so restless. And I know that we can feel more restored when we really renew with gratitude. And I want you to take just a moment before I introduce my guest. I know you're on the edge of your seat, but I want you to think about everything and everyone that you're grateful for. Because as I was thinking about it, obviously, I am so grateful for my faith in God and in His Son, Jesus Christ. But I am so grateful for my family and for my true friends. And I'm so grateful if you've listened to this podcast throughout the last few months, you know just a little little bit about my health journey. So obviously, everyone in healthcare, every single person in healthcare, I am so grateful for. I am grateful for my air conditioning in the summer. You all know I'm located in Birmingham, Alabama, so it gets a little hot. Um, But I'm also so grateful for my heat in the winter. I am grateful for my pets. I'm grateful for my parents. I'm grateful for the people that come and they pick up my trash twice a week. I am grateful for so many people that I know personally, so many people that I don't know personally, and what they do and their contribution in this world. 
But I will tell you, as I think about this list, and I could go on and on and on. I mean, I'm, I'm leaving out so many things I'm grateful for. But it is a practice that I have implemented in my life, really throughout my life. Now, don't misunderstand that. I do not get it right every time. And sometimes going straight to gratitude is not my first thought, right? But I try to really change my thought process when I'm going through something hard or something really hits my buttons one day and I have to stop and think, you know, I have so much to be grateful for. I have so many blessings and there are so many benefits to gratitude and we're going to get into all of that. But one of the people that I, I cannot even express in words, and here I go, getting a little weepy. I cannot express in words how grateful I am to my guest today and the fact that God brought him into my life. Now, you all know I love and appreciate all of my guests. I really do. The fact that they are so gracious to spend time with all of us on my show, but I will tell you, I love my guests today a little more uniquely, a little deeper, and just completely wholeheartedly, because my guest today is the amazing, inspirational Jim Sharp, and he is my husband. Jim, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Jan. I'm getting weepy myself. So, uh, wow. <laughs> what an introduction. <laughs> well, I have to tell our listeners that um, Jim, if y'all could see him every time I'm just singing his praises and telling him how much he has changed and impacted my life, he rolls his eyes at me a lot. Um, so <laughs> he he really, uh, he He's, he's very humble. He's very, very humble. So when I am talking about how amazing he is, I think I embarrass him a little bit. Um, now, I will also tell you all, you all get a little glimpse into the Janiverse every week. And I want you to imagine if you live in the Janiverse 24-7, because <laughs> my poor husband, Jim, that is what he does. <laughs> As I tell people all the time, when you when this topic comes up, you just spread sunshine 24-7. So Oh, he is so sweet, y'all. I mean, I'm telling you, Jim really uh he gives me so much strength with his love. And I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Jim and why I was so excited that we finally got our schedules to jive a little. And he was able to be on the show. And I am really hoping, in fact, I know this is not gonna be the only time that he will be on the show. But Jim. Uh, aside from being my husband and an amazing father and family man and entrepreneur, he has been the founder of ministries in the past. He has ministered to so many youth throughout his life, but Jim is also a published author, and he has written an incredible book 
And I know that there is a link to buy his book on Amazon on the Voice America Good Good Life show page. But I want to tell you a little bit about this book because this whole heart of gratitude, there is so much written about it in Jim's book called The Journeyman. And this is for everyone all ages, all walks of life. And I'm very excited that he's here to talk about it. So before we really get into the topic of gratitude, and I'm going to share with the listeners some of those key tools and skills that you talk about. But Jim, I want you to share with our listeners a couple of things. So um, and this is kind of a, a two-parter, and I want you to just share whatever's on your heart about it. But really, what was the inspiration for this book? And how would you describe this book to people that want to go out and buy it and read it? Thanks, Jan. Um, so I think the first part of the question in terms of kind of what the inspiration was, I'd never set out to write a book. I mean, I, I had no motivation or no no inclination to ever write a book. But with some life changes that happened with me and just some things in ministry that I was involved with, I had started to accumulate things that I had just written down from time to time. I keep a journal, so I encourage anybody who hasn't done that. It's a great practice to have a journal so you can kind of track your life. But But specifically... I just felt like there were things that I wanted to make sure my children knew about me and specifically about their father in terms of his faith walk and how I, I came to my belief in Christ. And, 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 and really the second part to your question is, is that my whole faith walk is maybe not that unusual to a lot of people. I mean, I came to my faith later in life. I didn't, you know, come to, as a child, come to accept Jesus and, and you know, walk out this, this Christian walk early on. It, it was much later in life. And so I think that is maybe something that resonates certainly with, with some people who haven't maybe even found their faith at this point. Uh-huh. And, you know, I I love that you're so open and honest and really vulnerable in this book. Um, you know, I, I have to say, it is a very moving book. And the fact that you really didn't set out to write a book, but as you were journaling, it really got laid on your heart to go ahead and put this in book form. And just on a personal note, I couldn't be more proud of you for doing that and getting it published. Um, but I do find it very um, impactful and, and very true for so many people. Like you said, this book is for anyone in any walk of life. And, um, whether you have come to your faith or not, this is a true testimony of some of your road, your journey along the way and the really difficult times. And I love how you write in the book that you were really recalibrated a lot uh, throughout yeah. your life. And I, I feel very, that resonates with me. Um, God has definitely recalibrated me so many times when we kind of go on our own path. So um, can you just share a little bit with the listeners about 
what that means to you, how it looked at certain points in your life, just whatever you want to you want to share on that topic. Yeah. So I, I think one of the challenges we have is, as as Christians, as believers, I mean, uh, there's a recent survey that was conducted by Arizona Christian University that talked about that 70 percent of Americans identify as being Christian. But when you break that down, what does that really mean? And I think at all levels and all walks of life, I think defining yourself as a Christian, you have to at some point come to terms with what what does that really mean? I mean, what does that mean for my life? What does that mean for my relationship with God? And, And especially on this holy day of Good Friday, what does that mean in terms of Jesus dying on the cross for me? And how does that impact me as a human being? How does it impact me as a spouse to you, to my children as a parent? All of those things. And, and I, I got to say, I don't know that enough. I don't know for me. I can speak only for me. I don't know that I had really given a lot of reflection to that. I was mainly going through the Christian emotions, if you will. I mean, it wasn't like I didn't attend church. I mean, I certainly went to church and, and, you know, certainly I have some gaps there, but, but the, for the most part, I, I was going through what we would all traditionally say a faith walk and, and, but yet I was not connected, uh, with any kind of relationship in terms of what I felt in my, my spirit connected with God. And so that is really at the core essence of what I think the book really travels through. And, and you're right. I'm pretty transparent in this book. I mean, I think if you read this book, you're going to know more about me than you want to know. But but I am very honest about how I've ended up, you know, where I am at this point. And I do feel like I'm at a place in life. I'm certainly far from perfection, very far. And Jan, you can certainly testify to that. But I am definitely not the person today that I was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, certainly mm. not 30 years ago. Thank you for sharing that with everyone. And look, none of us is perfect and we we never will be. That's what grace is all about, giving it to ourselves and to others. But I really admire the fact that you're saying I am not where I want to be. I'm always striving for that. But I am certainly not where I used to be. And I think this is the perfect topic as last week, if you listened, we talked about perseverance and really continuing to move forward, even in the darkest times of life. And the fact that you're sitting here saying, I've been through a lot of stuff, but I have come through it. I'm not still there. I've learned from it. And I think it's a really great reminder that God does not define us by one moment in our life. And we would never want to be defined by one moment in our life. And so we shouldn't do that to ourselves or to other people. And I I love that reminder and how you really talk about that in the book, The Journeyman. So let's let's move a little because thank you so much for the setup and the the synopsis there. Um, I want to touch on these five spiritual tools and five spiritual skills that you have written about. Now, 
We're not going to talk about all 10 of these today. We are going to focus in on gratitude, but I want our listeners to know that there is so much more meat to what we are going to just touch on today. So you go through the book along with stories and testimonies and all of that. There are five spiritual tools in our toolbox that we need to use or else they're going to get dull, right? You talk about unconditional love, grace, truth, faith, and dying to self. And I really feel like this can be a multi-part podcast. So uh, we will get, we will revisit this, but the five spiritual skills that you talk about are adopting an internal lens, developing a heart of gratitude, controlling our thoughts, hearing from the Holy Spirit, and number five, wearing the armor of God. Now, as we talk about this skill number two, developing the heart of gratitude, I want to remind the listeners out there, when we think about this heart of gratitude, how much It really is so vital in so many of the topics we've we've discussed over the last several months. Topics like kindness and compassion, communication, emotional intelligence, really understanding your own personal strengths. We need to show gratitude to really enhance all of those skills. So I love that this is one of the skills that you are sharing in your book. So tell me how you came about with these five spiritual skills, and in particular, the heart of gratitude, and why this is so important. Yeah, so let me quickly just unpack you put a lot out there jan so i know and i don't want to go deep into any of it other than gratitude today but but let me just so the audience kind of connect some dots the 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 context of the book were were things that that i've observed in my own walk but also some people that i truly admire i mean people who have have been just spiritual mentors to me in, in, and I really identified with in terms of these spiritual tools you referenced earlier. I mean, these are things that are part of our makeup if we'll understand that and, 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 and delve into what that means and, and, and whatnot. But also these skills that you referenced, the difference is that the skills are things that we can develop. These are things that we can use those tools and practice on a day-to-day basis to to hone the skills that that we're talking about. And so today we're talking about gratitude. And 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 I think the thing that that I, most people I'm sure on this call can relate to is the fact that you know clearly we've seen since COVID we we live in a world with a lot of angst right now. I mean, there's a lot of people carrying extreme amounts of anxiety and 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 restlessness like you mentioned in terms of the topic of this program today and and it's and it's troubling because because we can all fall into that we have way too many distractions going in, on in our life right now and so for me the the grounding point to gratitude and living out a life of gratitude is understanding that first and foremost that I am a creation of a God, a universal God that created all the universe, everything we see, 
And in the process of that, they that that he has loved me unconditionally because I think one of the challenges we have in in our human life is that whether it's relationships with our family, our friends, and and frankly, even at work, everything is transactional. There has to be, for us to love somebody, there has to be some type of performance attached to it. And so for me, living a life of gratitude is all about recognizing that I was created by God and God loved me first. God told me that, that, you know, I'm worthy, that I'm beautiful, that I'm valued. And so when when the world wants to throw all the things at me that say that, oh, Jim, you're just not good enough. I mean, you're just not cutting it. You know, Jim, you're a failure. You, you haven't really been able to measure up. God says you always measured up. And so for mm-hmm. me, that's my... I guess my my reference point for where I start looking at things with a grateful heart, like you outlined, all the things that we should should be thankful for every day that we take for granted, just like uh, the the people that collect our garbage twice a week. I mean, we ought to be so thankful for these people that do these jobs that 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 really make our life very easy. And so anyway, that's that's kind of where I'm coming from in terms of gratitude. I love that you really made the distinct difference in the tools and the skills. We are equipped with tools, like you said. It's part of who we are, how we were created. But the skills, and you know, doing what I do, I coach individuals, I teach leadership development and professional and personal development, and skills are something that take practice. And I want our listeners to know that uh, after our break, we are going to go over some practical ways, techniques that you can actually practice gratitude because sometimes it's just not natural. It's not the first thought, especially during some really difficult times. But I really appreciate that, that, that difference that you make between a tool and a skill, because you may listen to that list of skills and think, well, I, I can't do that. Well, Jim is here to tell you, and I am too, that yes, you can, if it is in your heart. And if you want to be better at having that heart of gratitude, there are ways you can practice it and you can develop that. So on that note, before we take our first break, Why don't you share a little bit, you know, you and I talk a lot about our blessings and and how grateful we really are, even though life is not easy all the time. Um, I never, ever want to paint some picture that, you know, our life is easy and just kind of picturesque all the time, but we work, we work at it. And, you know, you shared something yesterday just about where you used to put your worth and how you were transformed to have more gratitude um, about really understanding who you were, but where your values were. Do you remember what you said? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think for me, and of course, you know this story, but the audience doesn't, but but for for so much of my adult life, early adult life, 
everything I did was was really my value, my worth was so connected to frankly my bank account, you know, and 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 things that I was chasing, right? I, I was just always chasing something, you know, whether it was business related or 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 just really just desiring, you know, something more, always wanting something more. And and I think that Part of what is important to me from from that vantage point is that you 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 have to recognize that at some point we're just not in control, and that's a hard hard uh, thing to process. And so, as I walk this out, you know, God brought me to a place where He really recalibrated me to recognize that you know you know, your mindset has to change in order to have gratitude. And so we can talk about that, I think, uh, in the, in the, uh, after the break. Yeah. And, and, you know, I said it earlier, gratitude really is a common thread in a lot of the topics that we've been talking about on The Good Good Life. And you just mentioned one of them, mindset. I did a podcast if anybody wants to go back and listen to it, and it was called Mindset Matters. And being able to recognize your blessings and be grateful for that, you know, a lot of times in life, and I think that most of us can really uh, can really relate to this, we are carrying sorrow or grief or heartache our disappointment, but yet we know that there is also hope. There is hope in Jesus Christ, and there is hope in this world, and there is a a bright future to have a good, good life, but yet we're carrying these things simultaneously. And I think that Jim touching on the fact that our mindset really does matter is a great place to take a little pause and we will come back and we will continue this discussion on gratitude. We will talk about the benefits of it and we will get into some practical ways that you can begin to grow the skill of having a heart of gratitude. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back after a very short break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone, to the Good Good Life. We are talking about having a heart of gratitude, and we are unpacking so much good stuff with my good guest, Jim Sharp, who is the author of The Journeyman, Our Spiritual Journey to Experiencing God's Love. So welcome back. We were talking about just how important it is um, for our mind to have a paradigm shift, really, in order to show gratitude. This was something that Jim was touching on right before we took the break. So I wanted to hear more about that from Jim, but I also want to share before Jim gets into his discussion and explanation of it, a short list of some true benefits of gratitude. And and I think this ties very perfectly into a little more deeper dive into what Jim's talking about. So, you know, Jim shared earlier, and I think we can all relate and we've all observed that the world definitely feels like there's some angst in the air. Um, we we just which is why I feel like we all need to appreciate how blessed we are to be living this good, good life. And it's not easy. The world does not make it easy. But here are some benefits to having gratitude. Number one, it can really improve your physical health. When our mind is right, it can really create some momentum for us to get up and to move and to serve and to do. So this improves our physical health. It also improves your sleep because gratitude actually offers peace and contentment. And I'm going to go through this list and then I want to hear Jim's take. Um, It can improve our psychological health. And this was really what we were touching on before the break. It can increase your empathy for others. Really 
um, trying to see things from their perspective and appreciating who they are and what they bring to the table and to the relationship. So gratitude can increase empathy. And it can also reduce aggression. Now, I don't know about you, and I'm not going to get on my soapbox, but I do notice a real scary change in how people are driving. And it feels like people are very aggressive behind these very powerful machines called cars. And if we're really, you know, grateful and if we're looking around and we're appreciative of life, then I think that this whole reducing aggression will really show in so many ways and hopefully behind the wheel. Um, And then it can also help you have more social connections. Because again, that peace, that contentment, that knowing who we are and being grateful for who we are, it makes us want to connect more to the world. And I've got two more. It can enhance your self-esteem. And I think that really goes back to what I was just saying about social connection. When we are grateful for our own personal strengths, go back and listen to that podcast. But we're going to talk more about all of this in future podcasts. But your self-esteem will increase. And lastly, it can improve your mental strength. So not only can it improve your psychological and mental health, to have gratitude, but it can improve your mental strength, meaning you'll have more clarity. You might make better decisions. You'll notice red flags with relationships and things like that. So going over that short list of benefits, Jim touched on the whole having a mind shift from where his focus was in his early life and where it is now um, and that journey. So tell us a little bit about that, Jim, when we talk about this heart of gratitude. Well, and and Jan, that list is amazing. But I think we all at some point have to do a self-assessment and just come truthfully face to face with with some things that, that really form our, our character. And we might need somebody who's uh, honest and truthful with us to help us come up with that list. But, but for instance, a couple of things I wrote about in the book, there are some really bad character traits that we develop when we don't have a heart of gratitude. As I mentioned before the break, uh, one mindset is that, hey, I'm in control, you know, and when you have a mindset that you're in control, then then you don't recognize who's really in control and you don't have appreciation for the fact that God created you and, you know, we're all wonderfully and perfectly made and, and, and made in his image. And, and I think that is something that, you know, when, when you, when you approach things from, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in control and I, and I'm controlling my destiny. It's hard to have much of a heart of gratitude. Also that, permeates into some other attributes. I mean, you're, you tend to be impatient. Uh, you tend to be cynical. Uh, you can even tend to be, you mentioned empathy earlier, you, you tend to be indifferent. In, in you know, that's one of the saddest things I see in our society today is just the sheer indifference that people have about other people. You know, I mean, it, it amazes me that, that, that we have lost value of human life 
we see it driving. And, and to your car reference, you know, we're at the point now where Jan and I are, are ready to get our crash helmets on every time we get out and drive to the grocery store. <laughs> But it's so really true. Oh, I'm I'm a terrible uh, passenger driver, aren't I, Jim? Because I'm so nervous. <laughs> well, and so with all that said, it, it, there is this paradigm shift, and I'm not saying it's an instantaneous thing. I'm still working this out. Don't get me wrong. I have by no means reached any level of perfection with this, but I'm certainly more aware of the fact that that I have so many things to be grateful for. And I do try to catch myself to be not in a place of indifference or intolerance. I mean, that's another attribute that I see with people who are ungrateful. They they, they have no tolerance for, for anything else or for anyone else. And so all of those attributes are things that we've got to find a way to let go of and, and really embrace this heart of gratitude to be able to walk out life knowing that you know, there are people that care deeply about us and who love us, whether we appreciate it or not. We've got to come to a place of recognizing that and accepting that and being able to give that back. But but again, for me, the center of that is is what Christ did on the cross for for, for me and for all of us. And, and, and to me, that's that's got to be my my dead reckoning, my center point for, for how I, I look at all of it. Mm. So powerful. And thank you for sharing all of that. And I got to be honest, you know, before um, before we met, before reading your book and all of the amazing discussions that you and I have just in our home, um, all of those attributes that can spin off from not being grateful are just the indifference and all of that, I had never really considered it. I had never thought of the negative impact that it was having on me and the world if I didn't shift my mind and my heart to gratitude. And I love that your center point is it all comes back to what Jesus did on the cross for all of us. And from there, we can display gratitude and we can show it and it can increase all of these benefits that I just shared and that, you know, you went a little deeper into the empathy, the mental health, the mental strength, the social connection, the increase in self-esteem, the physical health that it can increase, the, the reduction of aggression. I mean... I don't know yeah. about you all, but those are things I really want in my life. And I think that having this heart of gratitude is the beginning point. And, you know, you're so well, gracious to share your story. And I would love to hear a short testimony about how you used to think and and maybe something that you noticed in yourself as you were growing in your faith, all those all those spin-off attributes from a lack of gratitude, and then what you did, you know, how how you noticed it, because you said it. We have to take a, a hard, honest look at ourselves in the mirror. And that is one of the most difficult things to do. So give our listeners just a, a brief story of 
the difference that you're seeing in your life, having more awareness of gratitude? Uh, wow, that's a great question. I don't know if I can unpack that one quickly, but but I'll say this. I think that that for me, a lot of a lot of what I referenced early in my adult life was again chasing, really chasing things. Right, I was chasing the things of this world instead of chasing Christ, instead of chasing a relationship with God. And and and, and so I know that sounds maybe esoteric to some people, but but for me. I was in pursuit of happiness instead of pursuing a life of joy and contentment. Mm. And that's the big differentiator, because I'm going to tell you, if you're chasing happiness, you'll get it every once in a while. Every once in a while, all the stars will align and everything will be great in your world, but it won't last long. And so really, once you get to this place where you go through this exercise like I've done to 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 self reflect and 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 try to make these changes you you recognize that we have to find a place of contentment with our life that that we can't just keep chasing chasing and chasing I mean we certainly live in a country that's highly competitive. <laughs> Let's face it, this the United States of America has kind of hung its shingle on being competitive, right? But but at some point we have to move away from this competitive angle on everything we do and just find some rest and peace in the fact that, wow, I've got it better than 85% of the rest of the world, right? I mean, if you look at how many people own an automobile. How many people own an automobile in the world? 85% of the world doesn't even own an automobile. And we take that so for granted every day, every day. And Mm -hmm. aside from the fact that every household has multiple automobiles. So those are the things I think, Jan, that for me uh, uh, didn't give you a specific story, but that's kind of the mindset shift that I've walked out and tried to walk out, you know, these last several years. Yeah. And I think it's something that we can all take away that, you know, we've got things daily right there in front of us in our life that if we just notice them, if we just notice them and have that perspective, you know, it, it does sound like gratitude has really given you a wonderful, great new perspective. So I want to offer to our listeners some ways that you can actually practice gratitude. Now, some of these you may have heard of, and Jim even mentioned how the, uh, the, the creation of his book even came about. And it's the first exercise that you can put into practice so that you can have a deeper, broader heart of gratitude. And it's journaling. And I will tell you, when you journal, the more specific detail that you write out, the more impact it is going to have on your life. So there is one practical way that you can really begin to notice, just write down what's going on, what happened today, and and 
start recording prayers that were answered. And if they weren't answered, the people that traveled the journey with you, um, that got you through, that helped you persevere. So journaling, another thing that I like to share with people is a gratitude jar. So what I mean by this is just jot down on any kind of piece of scratch paper, keep a sticky note next to any kind of a jar or a box, whatever you want to say, but I'm, I'm saying jar and you can decorate it. You can do whatever. Um, I have a friend, Cheryl, that absolutely makes the cutest jars. She wraps them in this glitter stuff. She puts bows on them. I've got a couple of uh, Cheryl jars, but you just Put one thing in there once a day, maybe every other day. And on a day that you are feeling a little down or you just don't know how you're going to get through that day, just pull out a couple of those notes out of your gratitude jar and it will remind you how blessed you are. Now, another thing that Jim and I really practice and have on hand is a little red marble. Now, you can also use a a rock. You can call it a gratitude rock, just a little pebble, or a gratitude marble. The reason Jim and I have a red marble that we keep with us all of the time is it is a reminder of the blood that Jesus Christ shed for us on the cross. So it reminds us how grateful we are to be alive and we're covered in his grace. But what the point of a marble or a rock is in general is you can rub that little smooth rock. You can just see it. You can touch it. It can be in your car, in your purse, in your pocket. And the minute that you are are seeing this little symbol of gratitude, you think of something you're grateful for anything, anything in the world that you're grateful for. And it starts something in motion in your mind. Right, Jim? And then there's the gratitude box. This is for someone else. So fill up a cute little box. Hobby Lobby's got all kinds of decorative boxes and put in there all kinds of little single notes to someone else of why you're grateful for them and let that be a gift to them. And then there's a gratitude walk. When you go on a walk, you've just had enough and you need some fresh air, make the walk intentional to meditate on what you're grateful for. And then lastly, um, it's it goes along with the walk, just gratitude meditation. Meditation is all about focusing in on one thing and, and really honing in on what that means to you in your heart and in your soul. And so have a gratitude meditation period set aside regularly for yourself. Um, so those are a few of the, uh, the practices that I wanted to share because Jim said it, having a heart of gratitude is a skill that we need to practice and we don't want to lose the skill just because the world is throwing a lot at us. So as a recap, journaling, a gratitude jar for yourself, a gratitude rock or marble, a gratitude box for someone else, a gratitude walk and gratitude meditation. Now, Jim does not know that I'm about to do this, but... (laughs) 
In fact, he really didn't know anything I was going to ask him. You would think we would have gone over this, but I was like, no, let's just uh, make it very impromptu. But I want Jim and I both to really kind of practice. And I want you all listening to really fill in the blanks here, because this is just a little practice here. So um, one thing you can think about, I'm grateful for my family because... So I'm going to throw a couple of these out there to Jim. Jim, how would you finish that sentence? I'm grateful for my family because. Oh, I, I, it's a long list, but I'm I'm grateful for my family because they have been so loving and supporting of me. All right. I love it. So see, everyone, I know we have a long list, but this is just for that quick mindset paradigm shift. Okay. So, and you know, Jim touched on this earlier about pursuing happiness rather than having that inner joy, because happiness really is about our happenings, but joy is a state of mind. And so when you think about something good that happened this week, and I want our listeners to really name something good that has happened to you this week. So Jim, what is something good that has happened to you this week? Wow. That's a, that's a, that's another loaded question. Um, I mean, I think a couple of things that come to mind, our dear friend Andrea got released from the hospital yesterday. That was, that really touched me because we have prayed so much for her. I'm just thrilled that she's back home and kind of getting back to some normalcy in her life. Oh, that's a beautiful answer. Yes. Something good that has happened this week was our friend Andrea got released from the hospital. Um, okay. So hopefully our audience, our listeners are getting the idea that this practice of gratitude, I mean, just think about a few of these sentences to finish. You know, another one is I'm grateful for my friendship with blank. Because blank, everyone listening right now, think of that person in your life. I'm grateful for this friendship because that's another one to think of. I am grateful for who I am because something silly I am grateful for. Jim, what's (laughs) something silly you're grateful for? And don't say me. That is exactly what I was going to say. Uh, I knew he wow. was going to say me. <laughs> Are you sticking by hope, that answer? I hope your audience just gets just a glimpse of what what what, what my world is like twenty four seven. Are you sticking with that answer? I think they are getting a glimpse. They're probably like, "Oh, how does Jim do it?" Yeah, I am very grateful for my for my husband because he puts up with me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I guess Uh, Jim is sticking with something silly. He's grateful for is me. Um, So I just wanted to give our audience an idea of that. This is a rather well, I don't even want to say that. This doesn't seem like it would be difficult, but it can be uh, amongst everything that Jim has shared. The the world is 
keeping us going at a pace that is so difficult to keep up with. There's aggression in the world. There's division in the world. There's angst in the world. However, when we can get back to some basics about gratitude, we will find joy. We will find peace, goodness, assurance, fulfillment, renewal, praise, strength, and completeness. Can you believe gratitude can give us all of that? Jim, what are um, any final last thoughts that you want to share with our listeners about this amazing skill, this spiritual skill of having a heart of gratitude? Well, yeah, Jan, I'll tell you what's on my heart is that I would challenge your audience. You shared one of the one of the practices you could do was going for a walk, right? And and I do this pretty regularly. And and I would challenge the audience if, if you're if you're feeling anxiety in your life right now, if you're feeling just the stress of everything, find thirty minutes every day. If you will do that for one month, it will change your life. If you will take 30 minutes to go for a walk, undistracted, don't take your phone, don't talk to your neighbors, go somewhere where you can do this without any interruptions. If you'll do that for 30 minutes uh, a, a day for a month and focus solely on what you're grateful for, I will tell you, you'll be a different person at the end of 30 days. You heard it, everyone, that gratitude walk. It has really helped Jim with his clarity, his blessings. And, you know, I want to remind everyone that all of this renewal that we're talking about, this is a lifestyle. This is not a one-time event, right, Jim? I mean, this is something... (laughs) that we are going to be working on for the rest of our lives. But that makes it fun and exciting because much like all the other topics we talked about, and David talked about it with emotional intelligence, that this is something that can improve and develop and grow. And isn't that what life is all about? It really is about people not being impressed by us, but impacted by us. So I want to say thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on The Good Good Life. Thank you to my amazing guest, Jim Sharp. Go get his book, The Journeyman. It is found on Amazon. And I hope you have an amazing Easter and cannot wait to be with you next week while you this week continue to love living and live loving. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.